now, you're catching up with Peach. Hey, hey, you're back catching up with Peach. And no matter what time you're choosing to catch up or where you're choosing to catch up from, I'm super glad that you're here. For clarity and continuity's sake, it's late Tuesday morning and... Gosh, we got a lot in store today. It's been a fun week. It is a fun week. And uh, it's also kind of chaotic and crazy. I mean, the landscape in college football and, and thus college sports is changing drastically. And I'm trying to keep up. We've got eight teams left in the Women's World Cup and uh, no USA. So without the USA. And we've got some stars in Major League Baseball that have been suspended. We got some stars that are returning to the game. NFL preseason officially starts tonight. So like I said, plenty to talk about this week. The lineup stays the same. We'll start with football. Then we've got basketball, baseball. I don't have anything in hockey this week, so we'll we'll move on past that into the misfits. So without further ado, here we go. Okay, first up, in the college football world, the conferences are shifting drastically. So if you're not super college sports savvy, there's been what is known as the Power Five conferences. So you've got the Big Ten, the Big 12, the ACC, the SEC, and the Pac-12. And one would think that based on those numbers associated, that's how many teams are in those conferences. Well, not anymore essentially after this season. So this season's going to stay the same that it did last season. But after this season, after the 23 to 24 season, primarily talking college football here, but as I'll say in a minute, it will apply to college basketball and beyond. The the conferences are, are the same, but we're talking about what's happening come this time next year. The Pac-12 is kind of dissolving. Last Friday, we saw five teams defect if you will. And so right now there's only four remaining teams. Again, this could all change. This is changing so quickly. But right now, at the time of this recording, there's only four teams remaining in the Pac-12. That's Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State. So after this season, the Big Ten is going to have 18 teams. The Big 12 is going to have 16. They just had Utah and Arizona State join and we, we don't even know what's happening to the Pac-12. And as of today, the ACC is looking at Cal and Stanford. And uh, Heather Dinich, who is a uh, reporter for ESPN in the college football realm, she said it best. She said, we are incrementally losing what makes this sport special. And what has made this sport special is these conferences, the rivalries that exist within the conference. And so the ripple effect of these movements is A lot of it hinges on the dollar signs because you're now looking at teams having to travel across the country. And, you know, you got teams like Ohio State or Alabama, Georgia, that that doesn't really hurt them too much because of the financial revenue they have every year. But some of the smaller fish in the pond, if you will, if you can call D1 school smaller fish, um, this just changes things. And there's a lot of question marks. So as things get figured out, I'll pass it on to you, but no, there's 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 more question marks than answers right now as we look at this shifting landscape in the college sports world. Obviously, the focus is on the football side of things, but it won't just affect football. It'll affect beyond that as well. 
And the NFL preseason officially starts tonight. I know I had hinted it last week at starting. It was a Hall of Fame game with the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. But everybody starts tonight. And two things I'll tell you. C.J. Stroud, he was the second pick overall. He came out of Ohio State. He's going to get the nod with the Texans to start. And then no Brock Purdy. Maybe that name sounds familiar to you. He was a third-string quarterback that played for the 49ers and carried him farther than anybody thought they were going to go. He'd had some, uh, he had surgery in the offseason, um, but they're going to they're gonna keep him back for preseason. And I realize there's a lot of things that have happened in this offseason, but, and I will tell you and kind of do a recap of the offseason, but we're going to wait until preseason finishes because preseason's three weeks long. So many things can happen in that span of time. So I will wait, uh, give it a couple weeks, and then I'll give you a little summary of what we've got going into this NFL full season. In basketball world, again, college basketball, let's just mirror what we were talking about with college football. It's changing. The landscape's changing. It's going to look different for basketball than it is for football because typically it's not as much of a um, revenue-generating sport as college football is. Welcome to America. But that's, that is what it is. Uh, in the WNBA, though, the Las Vegas Aces, <laughs> no surprise here, they've secured, they're the first team to secure their playoff spot. And also, worth noting, one of the little history notes I like to give every once in a while, and you know me, I like numbers, so I got to give you some numbers, but um, Diana Taurasi is the first player in WNBA history to have 10,000 career points. She's with the Phoenix Mercury, happened last weekend. So Diana Taurasi, 10,000 career points in the WNBA. Now, in the NBA, and I talked about this oh, maybe a couple weeks ago, there's the FIBA World Cup happening in the Philippines. And if you'll remember, I mentioned that uh, seven teams are going to get berths to the Paris Olympics next year. But the, the U.S. men's national team, the U.S. men's national basketball team, I know it's confusing. I keep talking about national teams in terms of soccer, but we're talking basketball. They just completed their five-day like prep training camp. They wrapped it up with a dominant win over Puerto Rico. And Steve Kerr is the head coach of the team. It's his first tenure doing that. Uh, he is, if that name sounds familiar, he's the head coach for the Golden State Warriors in the NBA. But he's happy. He's pleased with how his team looks and feeling confident going into this tournament. Names you're going to hear, names that are part of this team, Jalen Brunson, Paulo Benchero, Anthony Edwards, Jaron Jackson Jr., just throwing a couple names at you. Okay, that's basketball. In the baseball world, and we occasionally see fights and brawls, and I think you you anticipate that more in the hockey world, but it does exist in baseball. can be fun. Uh, but I'm bringing this up because the Cleveland Guardians were playing the Chicago White Sox last weekend, and Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson got into it. I linked a little YouTube short if you want to go watch it. And uh, Jose Ramirez has been suspended three games. Tim Anderson was suspended six I don't know if that's going to change. There's some appeals in process. There's also managers that have been suspended. Punishments are being doled out. So, yeah, we've got some, some slaps on the wrist going on in Major League Baseball. But also, some stars are making their comeback. Trevor Story has been injured and kind of working his way up through the minor league system. It's still weird sometimes to think about him being a Boston Red Sox since he was with the Rockies for so long. But um, he is supposed to be back Tuesday. Again, I'm recording on Tuesday morning, so we will know come you know, come the Thursday night follow-up, if he is back, how he looked, things like that. Also, Chris Sale, who is an ace pitcher for the Red Sox, been in and out of injury stuff as well. It looks like he's going to make his start after June 1st. He had some shoulder soreness. 
and he left for a while. Obviously, it's August, so a couple months. He's um, suspected, or it's anticipated, that he'll make his um, return to the game on Friday. So we'll see there. Um, Let's talk about the Cubs, okay? At the time of this recording, again, only lost five out of the last 20 games. Granted, their loss Monday night to the Mets. Pete Alonzo had home runs in back-to-back at-bats. He had six RBIs, okay? But the Cubs kind of coming on strong. So let's pay attention to them in the coming weeks. Trey Turner is a name that was a big deal this offseason. Not the trade deadlines before that, the offseason. Signed with the Phillies, and he's a shortstop with the Philadelphia Phillies. Big contract. But so far, his production or performance has been a little bit subpar, a little underwhelming. Um, But what I love to see is the Phillies fans really started like standing up and applauding him and trying to get behind him and encourage him, which is really not something you see in Major League Baseball, let's be honest. Um, But then he had had a great game um, this weekend and decided to post some public thank yous on billboards for the the city, sticking, sticking with him, staying behind him through kind of a rough patch. And then lastly, Monday night. So a couple terms in here I guess I'll be throwing at you. Um... There was, so it's the bottom of the ninth. It's the Red Sox and Royals. I'll paint the picture for you a little bit. Um, There's two runners on base. So you got a runner on second, runner on third. Guy at the plate uh, checks his swing. And so checking your swing is basically seeing like, did you go all the way around? So it's about if you break your, it's about if you break your wrist. Um, Well, not break it, but like break the plane with your wrist and pass like 180 degrees. So if the ball stays flat and your wrist doesn't move forward past that 180 degrees, so to speak, that would be like you committed to swing. But if you check your swing and you hold it before your wrist breaks that 180 degrees, you hold it, that's called a check swing check swing was called on Boston Red Sox guy. He gets to take first base. Kansas City Royals manager gets thrown out because he appeals the call. Pablo Reyes steps up, bases loaded, walk-off grand slam. First home run of the year, and it's a walk-off grand slam. That's just fun. Like, that's just why you love baseball, okay? You may hate the Red Sox, but a walk-off grand slam for your first home run, Pablo Reyes, Okay, and there's just a little extra baseball knowledge for you. Okay, we'll leave baseball right there. Let's go on to the Misfits. Okay, we're primarily going to spend our time here talking about the Women's World Cup soccer first up in the Misfits. So the women's national team is out. They lost uh, early Sunday morning in penalty kicks to uh, Sweden. And there's a lot that can be said here, but I'll just give you the high notes, big picture here. Vladko Andonovsky is the head coach for the women's national team. It's not anticipated he will be the head coach much longer. It was, you know, there was this all this talk about, you know, can the U.S. three-peat? It's never been done. Well, coming out of the group stage, that looks like a long shot to say the least. Um They had a disappointing showing at the Tokyo Olympics a couple years ago, and a lot of people think Vladko shouldn't have still been at the helm um, come this World Cup. I, and along with a lot of others, are thinking that change is going to be made because we've got the Olympics coming up next summer in Paris. Um, Some stars are going to leave the game. There's this transition going on between veterans like Alex Morgan and Megan Rapinoe, and um, Julie Ertz is saying she's hanging up the boots for for the national team as well. So just going to be interesting to see what happens here. It was just a crazy game. The, the goalkeeper for Sweden had a, had a fantastic game, Musevich. Um, 
but also the penalties. Penalties are so fun to watch as long as, like, it's not your team. So if you want to go watch a, a penalty shootout, um, Nigeria and England. England had some clinical PKs. Um, but anyway, that's kind of what's going on with the women's national team. Um, so who do we have going through? Um, it, it's we're now into the quarterfinals. Eight teams are left. It's going to be Colombia and England playing each other, Japan and Sweden, Netherlands and Spain, and Australia and France. Uh, Netherlands and Spain are going to be tonight by the time this gets to you. This is going to be fun. I, I'm Some of these teams are playing some world-class football, and my brother and I— he, he's like my soccer insider at this point. He loves watching women's soccer. And I'm waking up every morning texting about highlights. He's given me his thoughts. And uh, I've linked... I've linked another highlight for you guys to check out if you want to. Switzerland and Spain, some fun highlights. And my brother, I got his permission to read this. We were texting this morning about games. I said, can I read this? And he's like, yeah, please do. So we were texting about Spain and he's like, if you're gonna say something about Spain, I have something to say. Bon Mati is the one to watch. So here's what he said. So like in the words of Moneyball, she gets on base, she makes goals happen. She's a playmaker and a goal scorer. And with the momentum behind the Spanish team, I am stoked to see how it goes. So shout out to the bro, Bon Mati, the player to watch for Spain. If you ask me who I want to see in the final, who I want to see take it home, I have no idea. But if you know who you want to see, let me know. It's just fun. It's just fun. Uh, All right. In the tennis world, the U.S. Open starts in 10 days, last major of the year. And then in the golf world, season's kind of winding down, but there's three tournaments remaining. The FedEx St. Jude Championship, the BMW Championship, and the Tour Championship. So how many times can you say championship? <laughs> okay, that does it for this week. As, as you know by now, so much to talk about. How, how are you feeling about this whole conference shifting stuff going on? Got any got any bets about the preseason in an NFL? Any any surprises you think we may see? Um, of those eight teams left in the Women's World Cup, who are you thinking? Who are you going with? Let me know. And uh, as always, I'm just grateful you guys are here. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, I look forward to being back here with you guys next week. Same time, same place. Thanks for catching up with Peach. <laughs>